Log Talk Radio. All right, let's stand together. Let's take our red songbook and let's open it to number 68. Number 68. He lives, he lives. He lives within my heart. I serve a risen Savior, he's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy, I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. In all the world around me, I see his loving And though my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blasts. The day of his appearing will come at last. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King. The hope of all who seek him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Amen. I'm so glad he does. Amen. I'm so glad to see you this Resurrection Sunday. Amen. It's a blessing to be in God's house this morning. I was driving in. I noticed the Catholics up here, they ain't not doing a thing. Amen. Well, that's all right. Listen, their faith ain't like what we got up here. Amen. Mine ain't based on works. Amen. Mine's based on what Christ did for me. And I'm so thankful this morning that I do serve a risen Savior. Amen. He's not still hanging on a cross that I'm going to carry around with him on a cross. He's not on that cross. Amen. Praise God. He's risen. He's alive. And he is my Savior. And I am so grateful today to be his child. Amen. And I know you are too. Prayer request this morning. Prayer request. Changing your prayer. Um, I talked to Shirley the other day, and 
mother had a urinary tract infection, which brought back the hallucinations yeah. and all that. And so um, she took her in and she's better, a little bit better now. Uh-huh. We keep her in prayer and also... How's her knee? Her, her knee she had a blood clot in her knee. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about her knee. Okay. But apparently everything is fine after the urinary tract. Oh, Amen. So, amen. The husband does not wear knee. Uh, right. But anyway, um, and then also, um, Charlene Slayton needs to keep her in prayer. Yes. So. All right. Amen. Well, yes, we'll definitely pray for them. Yes, Miss Charlotte. Uh, they don't get paid tomorrow. All right. It's very important. Huh? It's very important. All right. Yes, ma'am. Um, anybody else? Anything else? Remember my granddaughter at first. She's kind of not changing you know. All right. That's <laughs> a problem. Yeah, she's in the hospital. She's got that problem. All right. Not just her name is Sabrina. Her name is Sabrina. She's not talking about her. Yeah. Bad, bad offer. Well, let's lift her up in prayer. Um, I want you to continue to pray for my, my good friend, Brother Wally. Uh, pray for his situation. Um, just pray for I, I I was just thinking this morning, I, you know, uh, I got kids this morning that ain't in church, and I'm burdened about that. I got grandchildren this morning that are not in church, and I'm burdened about that. You know, like 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 Grant was saying during Sunday school, they know. They know I want them in church. I can't make them go to church. I, they're grown. I can't make them take my grandkids to church. But they know. They know where my desire is. They know. They know that that's where they should be. But I just pray that they be burdened about it. And that, and that I mean, because they all profess to know Christ as their Savior. But I just want you to pray for them that they, their life would reflect what they say with their lips. Um, and just pray for us this morning. Pray that God blesses our, our service. Pray that God blesses the message. And pray that God works beyond these walls through us. And let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to meet with us today. Robert, lead us in prayer. More people come to know you through all this. Yes. Lord, just take your body and you want to take your body. Lord, just take us off your words. Amen. Be seated. Let's take our let's take our songbook and let's start at number sixteen. Number sixteen. One day's coming, oh glorious day. One day when heaven was filled with his praises. 
One day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sin far away, rising he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day. One day they led him up Calvary's mountain. One day they nailed him to die on the tree. Suffering anguish, despised and rejected. Bearing our sins, my Redeemer is He. Living, He loved me. Dying, He saved me. Buried, He carried my sin far away. Rising, He justified freely forever. One day, He's coming Oh, glorious day. One day they left him alone in the garden. One day he rested from suffering free. Angels came down o'er his tomb to keep vigil. Hope of the hopeless, my Savior is he. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sin far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. One day, he's coming, oh, glorious day. One day, the grave could Conceal him no longer. One day the stone rolled away from the door. Then he arose over death he had conquered. Now is ascended, my Lord, evermore. Living he loved me, dying he saved me. Buried, he carried my sin far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh, glorious day. One day the trumpet will sound for his coming. One day the skies with his glories will shine. Wonderful day, my beloved one's bringing. Glorious Savior, this Jesus is mine. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sin far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. 
one day he's coming, oh glorious day. Amen. Praise God. I'm looking forward to that day. Hallelujah. I'd be just tickled if it happened today. Amen. I, I'll tell you, I, I got no reservations down here I got to meet. Amen. I got one in the sky, though, praise God. 241. 241. Christ arose. Low in the grave he lay. Jesus, my Savior, waiting the coming day. Jesus, my Lord, up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his thanks to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Vainly they watch his bed, Jesus my Savior. Vainly they seal the dead, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his face to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Death cannot keep his prey, Jesus, my Savior. He tore the bars away, Jesus, my Lord. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his face to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Glory, hallelujah. Amen. That's all I want to say. Amen. All right, let's turn to number 126. Number 126, Christ receive a sinful men. Amen. Sinners, Jesus will receive. Found the word of grace to all. Who the heavenly pathways leave. All who linger, all who fall. Sing it o'er and o'er again. Christ receive a sinful man. Make the message clear and plain. Christ receive a sinful man. Come and he will give you rest. Trust him for his word is plain. He will take the sinful less, 
Christ receive a sinful man. Sing it o'er and o'er again. Christ receive a sinful man. Make the message clear and plain. Christ receive a sinful man. Now my heart condemns me not. Here before the law I stand. He who cleansed me from a spot, satisfied its last demand. Sing it o'er and o'er again. Christ receive a sinful man. Make the message clear and plain. Christ receive a sinful man. Christ receive the sinful man, even me with all my sin. Purge from every spot and stain, heaven with him I enter in. Sing it o'er and o'er again. Christ receive a sinful man, make the message clear and plain. Christ receive a sinful man. Amen. I sure am glad of that fact. Amen. Or else I'd have no hope at all. I'm so glad he received a sinful man. He certainly got one when he got me. Thank God through his power. Amen. I'm changed. I'm not what I used to be. But 
very soon I will be free Cause I'll rise again Ain't no power on earth can tie me down Yes, I'll rise again Death can't keep me in the ground Go ahead Jesus this morning so much. I'm so glad that my Lord lives. Amen. I feel sorry for those who worship another, well, they worship false gods. I, I feel sorry for them. Amen. Those that have no hope, as, as Paul put it. Hey, others who have no hope. I'm thankful I have hope this morning. We're listen. I'm, it's a, it's a blessing this morning, and and I don't want to I don't want to say it's a blessing to be a Baptist because we're the only ones that are saved. Because I don't believe that. Amen. I don't believe I believe there's saved people in all in all denominations if they found the truth in Christ Jesus. You can't find salvation in every denominational te- every denomination's teaching because some of them contain false doctrine. But I believe I believe there are people in all of them who have found the truth, they just stuck in something dead and they don't know how to get out of it. Amen. But I'm thankful this morning that as a that as a blood washed, born again Baptist this morning, Amen, I believe in the blessed hope. Amen. I have hope that my Savior not only lives, but that He's coming back to take me home where He is. Amen. I'm thankful this morning that I that I know that I know that I know that He lives 
and he loves me, and he's coming back for me. Amen? What a blessing it is to know that this morning. And I don't want to take away from the, the meaning or the message of Resurrection Sunday, but we're going to stay our course. Amen? I, I thought, well, I can go ahead and preach the Resurrection this morning, and then we can do it again here in about two months. But I thought, no, no, we're just going to keep going where we're going. Amen? We know what happened. Amen. So I won't be I won't be surprising anybody when we get there. Amen. But we're just going to keep on our course and uh, with with getting to know Jesus as we're inching toward the cross of Calvary, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna look at that this morning. So take your Bible, turn with me to John this morning. <clears throat> we haven't been in John very much. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be there for a little while, but uh, anyway. This morning is part 166 in the sermon series, Getting to Know Jesus. And uh, <clears throat> you pray for me this morning. Pray for me that, that, number one, I'll say what ought to be said. Number two, that I'll say it in a timely manner. Amen. So let's, let's go ahead and we're going to read, we're going to read verses, we're going to read verses one through six. I'm not going to promise you that's all the verses I'm going to read this morning, but we'll read them, we'll pray. And then we'll get started, all right? John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. And I just want to say to you, I could put a, I could put a tent down right there and probably stay there for who knows how long, but we can't do that. Amen. We can't. Just like Peter, he wanted to pitch a tent when he's on the Mount of Transfiguration and just stay there. And I'd love to just, uh, to just park here and throw the keys away and just talk. We could just do so much right here. But again, Time is of the essence, so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we come before your throne this morning, Lord, on this Resurrection Sunday morning. Lord, when, when I, I know all across this land there, there, there are churches that, have, that some have chosen to meet, some have chosen to meet remotely, and some have chosen not to meet at all. And Father, I know that, that Lord, that you knew all this was coming before it came. Lord, I don't say that to disparage anyone, but Lord, what a blessing it is to be here in your house Lord, with your people, Lord, and I thank I thank you for these that are here, Lord. I understand those that couldn't be here, some that are that are that are cautiously staying home, Lord. And we ask you to bless them, Lord. We we pray they've tuned in and that, that they're going to receive a blessing from the message. Father, we pray for those who are ill, Lord. We pray for those in the hospitals around this country, Lord, who are sick with this virus, Lord. We pray for those who are fearful because of this virus. Lord, we pray for those who are worried and in doubt because of it. But Lord, we pray that they would that they would turn and look upon him who died for their sins. He who has given power over sin 
and death, Lord, that they'd fasten their eyes upon thee. Father, I pray that that peace and calm and knowing that you're in control will give them what they what they need this morning. Lord, I, I, I know there's something far worse than a virus. Lord, there are those who stand in jeopardy of going out into eternity lost with no hope for eternity. Father, I pray, Lord, that wherever they may be this morning under the sound of my voice, I pray, Father, whether they be in this room or whether they're listening in, Lord, I pray today be the day of salvation. We realize the Lord Jesus could come at any moment. Father, we just pray, Lord, that, Father, we ask that, Lord, you make us ready. Lord, keep our eyes looking up. Keep our eyes looking upon Christ. Teach us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Now, I said I want to go back just a little bit because I there's... there's there's so much I could cover. I could literally stay in the upper room for quite a while, and 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 we could do that. But again, I feel an urgency to move on, to move forward, to keep going, and not bog down in 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 this because I don't want you to miss the narrative. Amen. I don't want I don't want the timeline. I don't want the 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 the, the sequence of events to be lost on us. I want us to remember. Amen. And so. Basically, we were in the we were we were there in the in the in the upper room in the upper chamber, and, and Jesus had had uh, they they'd had the meal they'd had the the, the meal and then and then after the meal uh, the Lord he, he he gave the the his the last supper, and he took he took a he took a towel and girded himself and washed his disciples' feet, and uh, in teaching them that that you know once once they're clean once they're clean in other words washed in his blood. We need not to be cleaned from head to toe again. We're washed. We're clean. But the, our feet get dirty from walking in this world. And we're to clean. We're to help one another to stay clean in our walk. We're to help lift one another up and bear one another's burdens. And he was certainly teaching that. But some other things happened during that meal. First, there was the disciples. There was the disciples arguing over who was going to have the best seat in the kingdom of God. They were arguing over who would be the most influential, the most important, the most valuable when we got to the other side. And Jesus basically scolded them and letting them know, listen, that's the way people are down here on this earth. One's in authority over another and, 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 and one rules another. He said, but that's not the way it's going to be with you. Listen, whoever's the servant will be your greatest. Not the master, but the servant. Whoever's willing to serve, that'll be the greater. Amen. He's teaching them that a life of service, a life of humility, a life of of, uh, of, of giving of oneself is so much better than prestige and position and, and, and power and all those things that this world looks at and, and says is so important. Those things don't truly matter. What matters is to give oneself to serving Christ and to say, Lord, here I am. Take me and make me what you want me to be. Use me for your honor and glory. So I want us to just, I, I, we're going to read, okay? So I want you to look back in verse 21. We're just going to read. I'm not going to stop and comment, I promise. Amen? <laughs> All right. John 13, verse 21. Let's read, and we'll read right up to, to the end of the chapter. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. 
Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask him who it should be of him, who it should be of whom he spake. Then he, lying on Jesus' breast, saith unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. After the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said, said Jesus unto him, That thou doest, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, that Jesus had said unto him, Buy those things which we have need of against the feast, or that he should give some, something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God also shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Where are you going? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, The cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Now, I read that to set this up. There's a lot of uncertainty going on in that upper room. Lots of uncertainty. Well, first of all, uncertainty over what the, what the plan is for them. I mean, they, don't know, they don't know what's going to happen. They, you know, they're, I'm the kind of person, when I get ready to do something, I want the details. Let me know what's happening. Once I can frame it in my mind, I'm good, okay? I, I know what to expect, but when I don't know what's happening, I don't like that feeling. When somebody says, oh, don't worry about it. I just, just ride with me. We'll go, we're going to do something. We'll take care of it. We're going to take care of something and, 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 and just ride. And you got to ask some questions. Well, I want to know what's going on. So I, it's human nature. But they, but, but they didn't understand. They didn't get it. They could not see past, past Christ's coming to rule and reign right then and there on the earth. They could not quite see it yet. So there's a lot of mixed up uh, ideas and a lot of confusion going on again with them, with them their pride getting in the way and, and, and pride taking over. And, 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 and then, there's, then there's Judas getting ready to betray. And I want you to notice that when, when, when Peter says to John, Hey, John, ask Jesus who it is going to betray. And Jesus said, It's the one who gets sop with me. Or, uh, well, he says, he it is to whom I shall give a sop when I've dipped it. Now, you may not know what a sop is, and that's okay. Hey, I think you do. If you've ever sopped up any gravy with a biscuit, you know what a sop is, okay? 
Uh, people up north might not know what a slop is. I don't know, but I'm just telling you. I, I know what. A, do we, do you? I don't know. Y'all come from up there, but I know what a slop is. Amen. I don't know if y'all eat biscuits. I don't know if they eat biscuits and gravy up north. But anyway, uh, but all my northern friends are cringing as I'm saying this. But uh, but a slop. There's a there, there was a there's a small bowl in the middle of the plate that they're going to dip. That bread into. You know what's in that bowl? Salt water. Do you know what it represents? It represents tears. It represents tears. And Jesus dipped into that salt water and he handed that salt water soaked unleavened bread to Judas. It's kind of, it's not ironic. It, it's, it's very interesting that he handed him something that was to represent tears. And I just think there's something there. I, it, you know, the Lord knew that Judas was going to betray him, but I don't think the Lord did it gleefully or joyfully. I think it broke his heart that Judas was the son of perdition because God's not willing that any should perish. God wasn't willing that Judas should perish, but, but it, it had to happen. He didn't want, he didn't will it. He didn't wish it to happen. It wasn't his desire that it happened, but it had to happen for our redemption to be paid for. Now, so, and, I, and another part of the confusion I see is that none of them were paying attention. They all had something else going on in their mind. I mean, he told them, it's the one who's going to do that. That's the one who's going to do, that's the one that's going to betray me. But none of them seemed to get it. They missed it. How did they miss it? You know how they missed it? They took their eyes off the Lord Jesus. They took their eyes off of the Lord Jesus. Had they kept their eyes on the Lord Jesus, they would have seen the one he handed the sop to. But they were so preoccupied with themselves that they missed what Jesus was trying to show them. And I think that sometimes that happens to us as well. We, we, we get so preoccupied with what we think we're doing that is so beneficial to God. And, and oftentimes we've got our eyes off of Jesus. There ain't a single one of them there besides Judas who had any ill intention toward the Lord. I want you to understand that. But yet they could not get the message because their own mind had preconceived ideas about what was to take place. Their own mind had preconceived ideas as to what he was saying. Amen? I don't want to preach a whole message on that, but I want you to understand that that led to confusion. That led to confusion. And then, and Jesus is telling them, listen, I'm about to be crucified. I'm about to go and die for sinners. That's what he was telling them. I'm going to die. And Peter said, well, where are you going? Why didn't he understand? I'm going to die. He done told them that time and time and time again. He told them specifically, I'm going to Jerusalem, and I will be betrayed, and I will be crucified, and the third day I'll rise again. He said that to them. Why couldn't they see it? Confusion. So he tells Peter, he says, you know, not only that, Peter, but you're going to deny me tonight. Before that rooster crows, you're going to deny me not once, not twice, but you're going to deny me three times. You're going to tell somebody that you don't even know who I am. Amen. He didn't tell him he was going to break into obscenities when he did it, but he, you're going to break into obscenities. There was a lot of confusion that night. And I, know, and I know there's a chapter break here in the Scriptures 
But understand that that's man-made. That's not God placed there. God didn't place that chapter break. This is a continuation of this conversation that Jesus is having with Simon Peter when he tells him, The cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. And immediately he says, Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. This hour that we live in right now, there are so many troubled hearts. There are people who don't know what's going to happen next. And the reason is nobody seems to know what's going to happen next. And I'm talking about in our world today. I don't want to stay on this, but I want to use this because I believe that, listen, the Scriptures are speaking to us on all kinds of levels. Amen? Our hearts should not be troubled. I thought about about what it said over in 1 Timothy where it says, you know, that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He didn't, he's not given us a spirit of fear. We're not to ever be afraid. We're to fear not. Amen? That's what God would have us to, to hear. Fear not. So the fact that they were troubled or their hearts were afraid, they weren't trusting God. There was fear that had been thrust upon them. Who put that fear in their hearts? That was Satan that put that fear in their hearts. Just as Satan put it in Judas's heart to, to betray the Lord Jesus Christ, there was fear put into the hearts of the disciples because of the things, the uncertainty that was going on around them. And there's a lot of fear in the, in, in the hearts of Christians today because they don't know what's going to happen next in this world. But I want to tell you something. The same God who, who knew how it was all going to wind up at Calvary is the same God who knows how it's going to wind up here in the United States. He saw all this before it ever came along. And matter of fact, again, I think it's his judgment upon this nation, even though it's happening at the hands of wicked men who I believe are planning this whole thing to, to bring our country down. That's neither here nor there. And no matter who's in charge of making it happen, I believe God is allowing it to happen as chastisement and judgment upon this nation who turned their back on God and allowed the murder mills to keep in the, in the middle of all of this stuff when everything is, ch- is shut down and churches are being told not to meet in certain states, they're still allowing the murder mills of abortion to continue on. I'm going to tell you something. God is not, he's not amused. Amen? There is a lot of troubled hearts in our nation. But you know what I see there in verse 1? I see something powerful in that verse. The very first word, let. He didn't say, he didn't say that your heart shouldn't be troubled. He said, let it not be. He didn't say it couldn't be. He said, let it not be. That means you and I have an obligation you and I have an obligation. You say, well, I couldn't help it. It overwhelmed me. No, God says, no, let it not be troubled. So there's preventative things that will keep our hearts from being troubled. Amen? When the, uh, just like Peter on the I hate to use that, 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 that story over and over and over and over and over again, but it's the perfect picture. It's the perfect illustration that, 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 listen, life is going to throw us everything we can imagine. Life is going to come at us sideways. It's going to hit us from, from below and above and from behind, and we don't ever know when things are going to come, but God knows it all. God's seen it all. God is in control of it all. Nothing happens without his knowledge and his, his provision. God knows, and God has it, and I'm his child. If you are washed in the blood of Jesus, you are his child. And there is nothing, that, listen, the Bible tells us, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Amen? 
And as we talked about that scripture just a while ago in, in Sunday school, there have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. No troubles come upon you. Listen, this whole world's in this right now. Amen? This whole world is in the middle of all this right now. It's going on everywhere. Above all, we as believers should have a solid faith that God is in control and that he's got this and we're not, we shouldn't be like the children of Israel who complain. We shouldn't be like the children of Israel who murmur. We need to trust him even when we don't understand exactly what he's doing. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. He said, listen, you got... By the way, here's Christ admitting that he's God. Amen? Here's Christ admitting in his day that he is God Almighty. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. He's speaking to those to, 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 to his disciples. But listen, that's to every person who says, well, I believe in God, but I don't know about Jesus. Well, you don't believe in God if you don't believe in him because he is God. Listen, I, I say, that's, that, that, and, I'm, and I'm all for praying for Israel, and, I, and listen, I, I, I want God to bless Israel, but there's a whole nation over there who say they believe in God, but yet they don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying you need to, you need to realize I am God. Let not your heart be troubled. I am in control. It may look to you like it's going to be... I mean, it's going to look like it's out of control. When, as soon as they arrest me, as soon as I submit myself to the mockery of a trial, as soon as I submit myself to the, to the horrible scourging that he endured, as soon as I endure the cross going up the hill, as soon as I endure the cross being nailed to it and I die, it's going to look like I'm out of control. But I'm not. But I'm not. I'm going to tell you something. Our faith was going to be tested, my friends. Our faith is going to be tested. Troubles are coming to America. Well, the troubles are here. And, I, and, and if God doesn't intervene, it's going to get trouble, more troublesome. We know, listen, we, we know what the book says. And I said this earlier when we were sitting in Sunday school. We know what the book says. We know what has to take place. We know what's going to come upon the earth. It has to happen. Amen. Whether, 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 you, whether you believe, whether, whether, however you believe on, on the end time, regardless, whether you believe we're going to live right up to the, to the, to the first day uh, of the Antichrist being revealed right before that we're taken out, or whether you think we're going to live halfway, it doesn't make any difference. The days are going to be scary. It is going to be frightening. The day before the Lord Jesus comes to take us out of this world will be the most horrifying day of any of any of our lives because it is going to get much, much, much worse. But God doesn't want us to be fearful. Amen? When you know the score, listen, I, I, you know, I, I like to record my football games because, you know, I don't, I don't want people at church telling me what the score is. Amen, like some do. You know, once somebody tells me they won, the, 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 you know, I can sit there and get nearly sick. I'm, I don't mean to get on football, but let me just talk a minute, amen. I can sit and watch Cowboys game, and I get so emotionally involved. I get sick when they're down. 
Ugh, I ain't never watching them again. I'll walk out of the house. You know, just get mad, slam the door. I, I, I get emotionally involved. But, you know, once I know they won or I know they lost, not much desire to watch it anymore because all that I guess I live for the emotional roller coaster watching the game. That's the whole thrill of watching the game is going up down that that roller coaster. Amen. Listen, I know, I know what happened. Amen. You and I know there's no reason for us to be troubled. Amen. We know we're going to win. You say, well, I might not live through it. That's well. Listen, I got news for you. Everybody in here is dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every one of us. Every one of us got an appointment with death. Listen, ain't nobody, nobody gets out of here alive unless the Lord comes and takes us out of here alive. Amen. But hallelujah. Verse 2 says this, in my Father's house. Jesus said, you don't understand what's going on, I, but I want you to understand where I'm going. In my Father's house. Amen. Listen, the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven rather, the kingdom of heaven covers heaven and it covers here when Christ is here. Wherever God is, that's the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And and God is going to rule and reign on this earth. It's going to be the kingdom of heaven up there and down here too. It's going to be all of that when Christ sits on the throne. Listen, there is going to be a day when we enter into the Father's house. Amen. I look forward to that day. I look forward to the day when I am shown where my place is in that celestial city. I'm looking forward. But you know that word mansions there? And I'm not trying to pick it on the King James because I love the King James Bible. But listen, the idea of a mansion, it it, it looks, I mean, a mansion, I don't know if you've been in any mansions before. I've been in a couple just just walking through. I've been, you say, what mansion? I hate to admit it, but Graceland. (laughs) How many of y'all been to Graceland? (laughs) Okay. All right, well, that's a mansion, okay? And it's a crazy one, too. But listen, a mansion is so vast. It's so, it's so big. I don't long for some great, magnificent building in heaven. I don't need all that. You know what? You know what the word mansion actually, the, 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 the Greek word, it really just means dwelling place. It means abode. In my father, let me let me put it to you like this: When we get to where the Father is, there's going to be a place for everybody to be. That's what it means. Everybody who's going, they're going to have a place. But not just that. It means a place to abide. Amen. The great thing about it is to abide. It means we're going to be with Him. We're going to spend time with him. Not that we're going to get to go live in some great big big house somewhere and, and just go visit him when we want to. No, we're going there to be with him. In spite of all that, 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 that man has done, in spite of all the sin, all the heartache, all the grief, all the suffering, all the, all the, all the things that sin has caused on this earth, in spite of all that, because Jesus Christ laid his life down and shed his blood for us, God wants us to be with him. That's amazing to me that God truly wants us. He has a desire for us. That's what Christ is saying. He's not talking, he's not talking about anything, but I want you with me. I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to come get you, and I'm going to bring you where I am because I want to be with you. 
What a love he loves us with. It's unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. It's just incredibly hard to wrap my brain around. Let me put it that way. Why would he love me? Why? When I failed him so often, I'll tell you why. Because Jesus never failed him. Amen? And when God looks at me, you don't see my sin. He sees the Savior's blood. He sees Christ when he sees me because I've been saved by his precious blood. Praise God. He said, if it were not so, if it weren't there, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. I can't find in the, in, in the scriptures anywhere where Jesus did anything mediocre. Not one time can I see where Jesus did anything halfway. I don't see where God the Father did anything halfway. I walked out my house yesterday. Was it yesterday? It was yeah, it was yesterday. And uh there was a it was a big moth right outside the door. And uh it was one of those great big ones. It just looked like they're covered in fur. You know, and it got all kinds of crazy little spots and things on its wings and his antennas look like two little two little fern branches sticking out. And I'm sitting there looking at that moth. And I said, I said, baby, come look at this moth. He said, I don't look at an old moth. I said, it's beautiful. I said, it's God. Because she, she probably didn't fly at her. So I know why she didn't come out and look at it. But because if it had gotten her hair, she'd tore the porch up. But, but, but when I look at something just as silly or simple as a moth, and I see the handiwork that my father put into that one little creature that most people could care less about ever seeing. And God the Father put such intricate care and design into that moth. If you consider for a second a, a butterfly's wings under a microscope, it looks to us just like it was painted on. But, there, but under a microscope, the butterfly's wings, you see that there are these things that look like towers of crystals. And, you, and, and what you find out is that the light reflecting through those towers of crystals on those wings gives the colors that we see with our eyes. And, you, and what an amazing thing that God did in the work of a butterfly's wings. And yet he's gone to prepare a place for those that he died for, that he gave his life's blood for, that he endured the suffering and the cross. What a place it's going to be. What a place. And he did it for you. He didn't, he didn't say, I go to prepare a place for myself and you can come visit. No, I'm going to prepare a place for you. God knows you better than you know yourself. What a place it's going to be. What a place it's going to be. And he said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again. I'll be back. And I'll receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And, and, and whither I go, you know. You know where I'm going. And the way you know. And then Thomas pops up. Like what J. Vernon McGee said about Thomas. said, the man had a question mark for a brain. <laughs> I like that. He said, but the Lord turned it into an exclamation point in the end. Amen. But he did. He was always asking questions. But I thank God for Thomas. I thank God for Thomas. 
even though he was always doubting, even though he was always questioning, if Thomas hadn't said what he said, the Lord wouldn't have answered what he answered. And thank God Thomas asked it because, listen, he said, Lord, where are you going? We don't know the way. We, how would you know the way? Thank God you said that, Thomas, because it allowed Jesus to come back and say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the way. Listen, listen, the way, that's how to get home. You want to know how to get home? You come where I'm going. You follow me. Listen, you believe on me. I'm the way. I'm not, listen, not just following my steps, but I am the way. I'm the door of the sheepfold. Amen? I am the I am. There is no other way. Listen, I think of all the foolish men around this world and women who, who are bowing down to some statue that's dead. Some men and women who hold something, or carry something around their necklace and they, and they, and they, and they pray to it or, or they have some little t- token that they carry around that's supposed to give them power. Listen, I thank God I don't have that. I have the God of all creation living inside of me. I'm the way. We try, listen, we, we tried our own way. We've tried our own way. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It won't take you home. It might, listen, and it might be a fun trip to your flesh. Oh, your flesh may enjoy your way. I mean, good night. We, we take care of ourselves. We're going to do all we can for ourselves. We might enjoy the way, but when you get to the end of the road, that's not where I was going. This is not where I'm meant to go. He said, I'm the truth. I just think, let me stay on that way for just a minute. I think of all, try to think of, uh, in my mind, not all, but the many people that I've known in my life who I've tried to witness to. I, I, I don't, re- you know, I don't remember so much, so much the ones who received Christ as I remember the ones who rejected him. They're the ones that haunt me when I think about it. I, I, I'll never forget sitting on the steps on Sherman Street, well, right across from Sherman Street. It was on 8th Street in Paris, right back behind the hospital. I was talking to a boy that used to play drums in a rock and roll band over in Paris that I was real good friends with. And I remember him sitting on the side steps of the house there. And I stopped. I saw him there, and I stopped to talk to him. I was really burdened. That's right after. That's right when I. Right, maybe a, a week or two after I had really, uh, after God dealt with me, and and I surrendered my life and quit running from Him. And I was I was so on fire for God, and I wanted all my friends to get saved. All those I used to run with, I wanted them all to know Christ. I wanted them all to come out of that life of sin. I wanted them all to get saved. And I remember sitting down there with Him. His name, his last name was Cook. We called him Cookie. I remember sitting down with Cookie, and I said, Cookie, man, I want you to get saved, buddy. And I and I had a I had a, a chick track. Most of y'all know what a chick tract is. And I don't remember which one it was, but, but I said, and I went through page by page with him. And I explained everything that he didn't understand. And I got to the end of it, and I asked him, I said, and I, I said, Cookie, are you going, will you trust Christ as your Savior? I said, what do you think about all that? And I'll never forget him looking at me. He said, well, it was a good story. But that's all it was. I pray for his soul. I still pray for his soul. 
I'm burdened, so burdened about him. I think about I think about uh, another guy I played music with, and 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 he 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 not only went the wrong way, but he went so far the wrong way, so far the wrong way. He he tried to write a book called Reinventing the Divine. He he wanted to reinvent God and create his own religion. His way, his way. He thought his way was going to be. It was going to be fine because it didn't matter. He told me, he said, you know what? He said, he said we're, we're all on different sides of the room looking at the same thing. Well, that's not true. I, I'll never forget Dr. Curtis Hudson and one of the sermons I listened to when I first started out in the ministry. And he was telling, he's, he, he worked at the post office before he went full-time into the ministry. And he, he, he was explaining to the people he worked with this, this truth. And, 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 and one of the ladies there, she said, oh, oh, Curtis, she said, she said, you know, she said, I, I think I understand what you're saying, but she said, you know, when you came in this morning, you came down Main Street, and I, I, I came down I came down 13th Street, and old Tom over there, he came up Elm. She said, but we all we all got here. We all we may have come different ways, but we all got to the same place. He said, Well, that's all true, but when you die, you ain't going to the post office. Amen? You may think that, uh, listen, a person may think, their way's all right. Listen, it's going to all work out in the end. God knows my heart. God knows I'm a good person, basically. Your good works will get you to hell. That's all it'll get. Amen? Listen, there's, there's no hope outside of Christ, and he is the way. He's not a way. He's the genuine article, the way, the truth, the life. There's not another. I think of how much time I wasted in my life and how much time others waste searching for some answers that are not in this book. Until I finally realized that there was no other truth other than this book. We're lied to so much every day. We live in a world of lies. We, we, lies are reported to us constantly. We're, we're to the point now with so much over overstimulation of media, it's hard to tell what what's even real anymore. And I think that's exactly what the devil's plan is. He wants to get us so overly stimulated with information that most of it false that we honestly begin to question what is true. I think that's his point. But I'm going to tell you something. I thank God I know the truth. I'd hate to be lost today looking for Jesus. I'd hate to be looking to find salvation in this world lost. Because, listen, if you don't know the way, guess what you are? You are lost. Amen? Lost. Listen, if you don't know the truth, you, you can be easily manipulated. You have been lied to and you're chasing your own tail. I think of how much time I wasted not living by the truth. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I am the life. He's the life giver. You say, can you, can you live as a Christian and not serve the Lord like you should? Yeah, you can, but there ain't much life to it. You won't get much out of life, amen? God has a design and a plan. He has a plan for every single child of God. And you know what? The Bible says in him was life, and, 
and that life was the was the light of men. I mean, listen, I, I I thank God that Christ is my life. He is my life. Amen. I I died when I was seven years of age. I died, and He began to live in me. Listen, when you got saved, you died and he began to live in me, in you. Listen, that's why he said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. It's dead. Dead. And when we, when we allow our flesh to, 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 to try to bully us into doing things that we, we, we ought not to, we're listening to a dead man. We're listening to something that is dead and has no life in it, and cannot bring any life to anything. Jesus said, I am the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. It didn't make no difference how many lambs they sacrificed at the temple. It didn't make no difference how much money they gave to the treasury. It didn't make any difference whether or not they, they did... They did any servile work on the on the on, on the on the day of rest or not? It, all those things don't matter. It mattered whether or not they believed that Christ is the Son of the Living God. To believe, He said, "Ye believe in God. Believe also in Me." To to believe it means to trust, to rely, and to depend. I've often used that the illustration of a chair when it comes to trusting and depending. When I, I, I mean, how many of y'all believe that's a chair? Hold your hand up if you believe that's a chair. Okay, that's a chair. I, I believe it too. But you, you see, we're all believing in that chair, but we're not all believing on. You're believing on the chair you're on. Because see, when I believe on something. I got to put all my weight on it. All my weights on. I mean, if I hit the floor, it's the chair's fault. It's not my fault. I'm not. Not how I'm sitting. I'm sitting on the chair, which is designed to hold me up. I'm resting in Christ. I'm trusting. I'm depending. I'm. I, I, I'm. I'm relying on Him. If I go to hell, it, it'd be all Jesus' fault. You say you shouldn't say that. No, that's a statement of fact. Because I have put my faith in Christ. I believe on Christ. If something goes wrong with my salvation, it would have to be Jesus messing it up. Because he's, he, I, I can't mess it up. I can't mess it up. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And he's not going to mess it up. He's not going to lose one of his. You ask me to keep up with something, I might. And then again, I may not remember where I put it. I have some important things, some important documents at home somewhere. I don't know where. Someday we'll find it. I have I have a box of my a cassette to my dad when he was when he was still alive. I'd love to. My brother asked me every time he talks, "What you find them tapes?" I don't know where they are. I know I had them. Thank God, the Lord's not like that. Thank God, because of Him, I know that I have a place, an abiding place. Amen? I won't ever... I like what he said there, and we're done. I I'm just, I'm just want to close with this thought. He said that where I am, there ye may be also. 
listen, when I leave this world to be with him, I will never part from him again. Never. I'll be with him in heaven's glory. I will come back with him on a white horse. I will rule and reign with him on the earth, and I will share heaven's glory with him. I will sit with him in his throne. He'll give me a name that nobody knows but him till he gives it to me. He'll let me eat of the hidden manna in heaven. Amen. There's so many things I could talk about. I've got to hurry up and get done because it's time to get done. But I'm so thankful this morning that my Lord lives, that he is a risen Savior, that I have a hope that, that this world does not have. This world, listen, this world's hoping for a cure to a virus. That's where the hope in this world is right now. I'm going to tell you, not mine. My hope's not in a vaccine for some virus. My hope is in the blood that cured sin. Amen? It cured it. It's not a problem anymore. Amen? Listen, it can't, it can't send me anywhere because I'm in him. Amen? Are you in him? I, I say this morning, there are people listening in to this broadcast, and I dare say there are people who are lost who are listening to this broadcast. And my, my, my urgency is for them to, to stop trying to figure it out. That's, I'm coming to them urgently. Stop trying to figure it all out. Believe upon the Son of God. Quit trying to outguess God. Trust the sacrifice has already been made. The, the, the price has already been paid. All one has to do is trust, believe, depend, and rely. I want to close with this thought. I mentioned Curtis Hudson, but I, I and I think I even told this here, maybe. But he said that when he got saved, he was mad at his brother because his brother had caught a bird that day, and he didn't. And he was just laying there in bed furious with his brother. He said, I was so mad at him. And he said, I was so mad at him. I was thinking about doing bad things to him. He said, and then I got convicted about what I was thinking. And then I remembered what the preacher said about how I needed to be saved. He said, and I'd heard people say you, you had to confess all your sins to the Lord. You need to confess your sins. He said, so I laid there trying to confess all my sins to the Lord. He said, and I laid there confessing a bunch of stuff for a long time. And then I got, he said, and then I started to panic because I realized I couldn't remember all the things I had ever done. There was no way I could remember them. He said, and in a panicked cry, I said, Jesus, I'm trusting you. And if I die and go to hell, it'd be all your fault. He said, and as soon as those words were ushered from my lips, he said, I knew I was saved because I put it all on him and not on me. I put the burden of sin on Jesus. If I go to hell, it'd be all your fault because you'll have to remember all my sins because I can't. Amen? Listen to me. You say, well, you just don't understand. You just don't understand. It don't make no difference. He does. Amen? He didn't, he didn't pick out which ones he'd die for when he went to the cross. He died. He tasted death for every man. There's no reason a person can't be saved today. There's no reason why salvation isn't just as free and just as available as it's ever been. 
So I say to you this morning, if you're not saved, day is the day. Come to Christ. Fall on your face. Beg him for salvation. He'll give it to you. Ask him. Tell him, Lord, I need to be saved. Please save me. Please wash my sins away. Please make me clean in the eyes of God. I want to be a child of God. And I say to you this morning here, we know the way. We, of all people, know the way. We know the truth, and we have the life. We have the cure for hell. If one of us in here this morning had the cure for the, for the coronavirus, it would just knock it out like that right there. All you got to do is take this. Here, take this. We'll put a little on sugar cube. Take that, and you're cured. Well, we'd be silly not to give it to everybody we knew. As a matter of fact, we'd be cruel to not give it to everybody who was sick with it. It would be a horrible thing to watch people die with that, with that virus. It would be horrible. What kind of people would we be? But yet we have the cure for hell. We have the cure for sin and death. And if we don't share that with other people, what kind of people are we? What kind of people are we? I say this this morning, ask yourself, am I, am I, am I doing enough just to tell others? that Jesus died for sinners, that he, that he lives, that he's alive forevermore. He conquered death. He conquered the grave. And he's bought for them eternal life with his own blood. Are we doing what we ought to do? Let's, let's ask God to give us the courage, the strength, and the words to say in this time of unrest, in this time of uneasiness, in this time, in this troubled time that we live in, God said the cure for that is knowing that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's give them the message. Let's give it out. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Let's stand together. <clears throat> Sister, if you come, as you come to play, we're going to turn to 209. 209, the invitation. 209. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Father in heaven, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you bless this invitation. Father God, we pray for, for each and every one here this morning and everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray, whatever our burden, whether it be for, uh, for salvation, Lord, I pray, Lord, that would one would come and be born again. Lord, I pray, Father, for those who, who, who maybe just, just need to take a, another look and remember what Christ has done for them. Lord, help us to realize that we've got a, a job to do before you come back, and that is to see that others know what we know, the way, the truth, and the life. Bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Take up thy cross and follow me. I heard my master say, I gave my life to ransom thee. Surrender your all today. Wherever he leads, I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who 
go. My heart, my life, my all I bring to Christ who loves me so. He is my master, Lord and King, wherever he leads I'll go, wherever he leads I'll go, wherever he leads I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who loves me so wherever he leads I'll go. Amen. Praise God. That's that's needs to be the cross.